Well, okay, must do it on. All right, I'm gonna die. Start up, start up. Go, yeah. One, two, three. I was tight, but I We have a very, very uh, interesting topic as usual. We always like to put in, um, we always like to put in, uh, how do you say, lifelong lessons. And that is, we'd like to start off by the intro, the intro in the beginning of this week's parasha. It speaks about, uh, about the Levine, about Gershom different. Um, uh, different missions that each Levi had. Of course, one of the main ones, of course, was that they were able to uh, sing beautifully. Everybody knows that the Levi'im, that was the, when they were giving it out, they were able to sing beautifully. Now, if you look, there's a story told in the Midrash that Nebuchadnezzar Hanetari Yamashemor he destroyed the Beit HaMikdash much more, and he understood and he knew that the Levi'im had beautiful voices, and they knew how to play instruments as well, right? So he went to the Levi'im, and he told them, my dear Levi'im, you sing so beautifully. You know, in the Beit HaMikdash, they would sing a Tehillim every day, another uh, Tehillim, beautiful Tehillim, they sing it so beautifully. So today we have it, by the way. You know what we have it? Anybody know where we have it? Where do we have it, Shacharit? Where in Shacharit do we have it? With Lilim, what they sing, like the Pasuk and the Tehillim? Every day, Hayom, Yom, Sheni, B'Shabbat Kodesh, Hashir, Shayu, Halavim, Orim, Atochan. And they would say the Pasuk, they would say the Mizmor. That's why you understand how important that Mizmor is. That Mizmor that you say after Ashrei, after Bet Yaakov, this Hayom, Yom, Shlishi, B'Shabbat Kodesh, Hashir, Shayu, Halavim, Orim, Atochan. And they would say the Tehillim of the what? Of the Mizmur of that day. Every day they had a different Tehillim. Oh, we still say, still today. That's why it's important now. You know what we're saying now. In any case, in any case, so the Nebuchadnezzar understood how great, how awesome they sing. So he went over to them, the Levim, he said, listen, you Levim, do me a favor. I want you guys to dedicate yourself to sing for me and for my God, to his idol. Now, what do you do in that situation? What do they do? No. Oh, they cut off their finger. And now, when Abu Hanesar came and said, listen, I want you to play your heart, play instrument, play this, play that. What does he do automatically? So he can't. He says, Point to the fingers. The, the thumb is cut. What do you want? I can't. You can't play violin. You can't play the hoop. You can't play the without thumb. And Buhanes now went on a rampage, started killing. Right after that, Hashem said, "He promised with his right hand." He said, says he took his right hand, promised with his right hand, and he says, "You know what? Promise that that these people, these Levim." will be seeing in the rebuilding of the Beit HaMikdash that they should be able to sing in the Beit HaMikdash. You don't get that too often where Hashem promises something, especially for these Levi'im. But I ask you, why? Why did Hashem pick up his right hand and promise that? Why? Oh yeah, I know what's the answer. Everybody should know the answer. 
You know what the answer is? Very simple. You know what the answer is? When you show you care so much, Hashem says, you know what? I'm going to also, and I'll even swear to that. For example, you have that in life. You have two business people. I'm telling you, by the way, now business advice. I'm telling you advice now for every day. Neighbor advice, friend advice, wife advice, whatever you got to do. There's something called going the extra mile. Going the extra mile, you never, ever lose. You don't lose. Now, what do I mean by going the extra mile? It means like this. Think about it. I know a kid in my, high, in my elementary school, high school elementary. We were in elementary school, we were in sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade. And I remember at the time, we would, we would have breakfast in school. But this one kid, he wasn't a popular kid, and he didn't have too much friends. And let's forget, you know, we want to really hang out with the guy. He went to, to a big old store. And every day, he would buy maybe six sandwiches. You know what this one before? Cream cheese and, and, and tomatoes. Don't forget, he ended up to the six most popular guys in school. The, 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 the coolest crew. And I would hey, Jack, I got you this. Hey, John, I got you that. Hey, Matt, I got you that. Hey, David, I got you that. And every day, every day, every day, he went the extra mile. And guess what? At the end of the day, he ended up being so friendly that I'm going to tell you the truth, he ended up being part of the popular crew in the class. And now we that, eventually he married one of the guy's sisters later on in, in life. Say, what happened? He went that small. He was investing in something. He didn't know where it was going to take him. But after a month or two, he said, listen, by the way, you mind if I, uh, if I come hang out with you guys on Sunday? So he told him, no. I, I gave you... I can't you make a crispy sandwiches and, and tomatoes the whole month. I can't come with you for a Sunday for to hang out. Come on. So, you're in an awkward position. Of course, come. Of course. And he ended up becoming part of that crew. And it's the same thing in business, by the way. I told you, measuring times, a guy gets a new job. Let me give you an example. He gets a new job. You have that one guy. He does his 9 to 5 and he calls it a day. Then you have another guy where, where he goes all out. You know, he comes a little bit earlier. 8.30. The boss is there. He, he, he sees. He's not an idiot. He sees exactly what's going on. He goes at 8.30. He leaves at 5.15, 5.30, whatever it may be. Oh, he looks at you. Everybody looks. What are you doing? So I'm doing some extra paperwork, you know, for the business. I want to make sure. He knows that. And guess what? He will. He will eventually, eventually take that in consideration. You won't, you won't be surprised one day to give you a bonus and this and that and that. But it's extra life. You go to Hey, I got you a cup of coffee. I got you this. I got you that. And then little by little, she's going the extra mile. Now, Elif have the Lord, but to compare. In our Ruchniyut, there's something called uh, Hasidut. Hasidut is where it's something not said, something not said, but you know that it's like, for example, for example, for example, the Torah says, the, the Torah says that, Ashrei Nisha Amal Torah, praiseworthy is a person, by the way, Mishra Hashim brings this example, 
praiseworthy is this person that works hard to Torah. Hashem loves it. Hashem gets enjoyment when people are working hard in Torah. Alright? Hashem gets that enjoyment. Now you know that that's what he likes. You go at times where technically speaking, technically speaking, you might have no obligation at that at this very moment where a person is, let's say, dead tired, for example, and he has full rights to go to sleep. He says, you know what? I'm going to push five, ten minutes. I'm going to open up a book, and I'm going to open up a sentence, and I'm going to just go through that five, ten minutes, just to, just because to, I know Hashem loves what I learned so Even though I know for sure, I should, you know, I could be going to sleep, and, and, and but I'm going to go a little bit more, I'm going to push myself a little bit more, and I'm going to run a little five, ten minutes. And he does it! You know, you know, Hashem says, wow, look at this, this guy is amazing. You know, story, they say a story about the Hazonish. You know, Hazonish, right? Hazonish, one time, they saw him, and he woke up in the morning, but he wasn't in his bed. They came to wake him up on the floor. Right there, he's bed on the floor. He got worried, oh, Rabbi, please get off, what's going on, please, God, somebody call me, everything is fine, everything is fine. So what happened over here? I feel so bad, what happened? They're telling you, what happened? Let, let me explain. Let me explain. This is what I thought he said, every day, before I go to sleep, I calculate how much energy I have in order to get to my bed. Today, I miscalculated. And when I was walking, I couldn't have any more strength. I just fell. I thought, Ish, easy enough to do it. Easy enough to calculate. Easy. Yeah, 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 he had to do it. You know why? Because he was on the level of Hasid, where it says, Hashem, you love this? I don't want to waste any time because I love you so much and I'm going to go to extra mile more than, more than my due diligence and do for you whatever I can do. You understand that? For example, give you another example. Let's say you know Hashem. I remember when we started uh, 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 the place, Derechemet. I told you this and I'll tell you it again. It was an amazing thing. The chief rabbi, Rashul Kassin, came to speak. People said it was the best speech he ever made ever in history. People who heard it. So I couldn't believe it. And what did he say? He said that he was walking back in the day. We were downstairs from an old age home. And he walked in in the basement. We were in the basement of an old age home. And he said, I thought I was speaking to old, older people. I came because I thought I was speaking to 70-year-old, 80-year-old, 90-year-old, you know, 99, 95. You know. I see everybody's in their 20s. 30s. What happened? They're like this. He said, but I see also the old Baal Tshuva, the people that are coming back. So you should know, imagine, he says, this is what he said, imagine you had a person had a son or daughter. Imagine a person had a son or daughter captured. He was kidnapped, ransomed. We don't know where he is. Where is he? 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 Nobody can find where the guy is. <laughs> and all of a sudden, after, I don't know, after a year, you come and you, you grab, you finally find the guy's son, you grab, this, grab him, you, 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 you save him, you knock on the door, say, hey, this is your son. Oh my goodness! What is the father going to do for you? He's going to do everything you please. Tell me what you want, I'll give you millions of dollars, but you got my son. The Botai, Hashem loves it as well. It's an obvious thing. Where a person sees people who are off the derrick, they don't even know. 
don't even go to a class. And now you know of a class. You know of a shiur. That don't enjoy. Come in. Get involved. Meet the rabbi. Fun guy. All of a sudden, the guy, you say, oh, my, amazing, you know? And then, what does he say? Hashem, you bring him in. Hashem says, wow, look. Hashem is looking up at Shammai, and he's saying, look, my, my, my son brought my kidnapped son to me. Does it say in the Torah anywhere where it says you have to do, you have to? doesn't say anything. You have to find the Torah. Oh, you have to go out of your way. See that guy. Find the guy. Bring him back. It's obvious, though. Can you go out of your way and you do that? You know what Hashem does in those situations? When you go out of your comfort zone, out of your weight entirely for Hashem, Hashem says, I will go entirely out of the way for you. It's, it's, it's fact. It's called Mesirut Nefesh. You know what Mesirut Nefesh is? I'll do everything and anything possible. Some people in life, you see them, they, they, they become successful very fast in their religion in their practices, in their, in their studies, in their learning, in their, in their mitzvot, and, and, and they accomplished what people couldn't do in five, ten years. And this guy did it in a year. What happened? Hashem sees deep down in you. How badly do you want to get close to him? And how badly are you working for it? And how badly are you going and bend backwards with so many situations where you could have done and you didn't do for him? Hashem says, what do you want? Tell me, what do you want I want to give you? That, that's exactly what happened. And that's what happened with the Levine. What happened with the Levine? They were on their side. I'm ready. What, they have to shop off their thumb? They love to play hard. What's the problem with playing hard? They're not doing Avodah Zara. They're just singing. I'm not singing to the Avodah Zara. I'm just singing a hard. That's what I'm doing. They didn't, they're not Hayat to kill themselves to something like that. They're not, they're not doing Avodah Zara. They're just playing hard. What they do, they went out of their way, they say, you know what? I don't even, and they didn't have to even come up their thumb, by the way. They could have just kept their thumb, and, and, and what? And, uh, and just say, no, I'm not singing. You want to kill us? Kill us. Well, we're not singing. But what they do, they didn't even want to take a chance in maybe having a thumb on their finger to play an instrument or, or play a harp or, or do something in that matter. So when they cut their thumb, Hashem says, you went out of the way for me? Oh... I'm gonna go out of the way for you. And guess what? These are mean. Shem promise they'll come back. They'll come back and play in the bed of the dash. Going on. There's one. Got another one. Huh? Uh, going on the parasha. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! You want to stop it? We'll start another one. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds good. You okay? Start it again. Start it again. Going up further, I like to bring out. Well, before Ariane, we're good. All right. Says like this. It's all play though, right? All right. Says like this. The Torah, the Torah goes out of its way and says you're not allowed to steal. Correct? And this week's parasha speaks about not stealing. But then, when it speaks about not stealing, it says, also not stealing from a, what is that? A convert, a convert. Don't steal from, don't steal from anybody, don't steal, and then there's another thing, pasul, that's the Yudhu Surah. And what the Surah says, don't steal from a convert. Come on, you're playing games over here. If you tell me don't steal, obviously it means don't steal. 
All right, period. Oh, no, and also, and also, you should just know, don't steal from a convert. Yeah, yeah you get it? But I know I can't steal from a It says don't steal, right? Okay. Yeah. Hold on, with notebooks, it says don't steal from a convert. Huh. Anybody over there? I mean, it's a question, though, right? Well, what are you adding in the word? So, the scorner brings down an amazing answer. He said, because if a person steals from a convert, it's an additional avera of Hilul Hashem. He says, why? He says, why? He says, think about a convert. Hmm? On his level, he's thinking, I'm going into the Jewish nation. The Jews are good people. The Jews are honest. That's why I came into the nation. The other guy's not converting. <laughs> okay, good. They have a smile on the face. Let me convert. Oh, they have good food in the show. Let me convert. No. They're converting because why? Because the Jewish people are good people. That's the reason. I, I believe in the Jewish people. That's why I, I want to be part of that. And then finally the guy, imagine now the guy, he's in shul, he brings his, uh, you know, at that shake case, he puts his thing on the side, he finishes praying, he went to go get a coffee, comes back. Where's my, where's my uh, at that shake case? Where's my soup? I had a little small, uh, you know, package of it. What is it? Well, the guy says, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my goodness, these guys. I just can't My stuff is gone. So what is the convert thinking right now? What am I doing? So therefore, automatically, the Torah goes out of its way and says, you should just know. You should just know. When you steal, you can, don't steal. But you steal from a convert? Oh, my goodness. That's what you're thinking. And that's a great lesson for us. Because, you know, whatever level... You're on in religion. That's how people expect of you. If you're a, a, a higher, meaning to say, I'll give you an example that happened to me when I first moved into my house. I, the first day I moved in, okay, one of the neighbors put the garbage right, uh, right by my house. And he said, I walk out of my house and I see my three garbage cans, the garbage day, my three garbage cans. Then I see another two of them on the side. So what are these? What are these doing here? Like, these are my garbage. Then I see like you know you have the address on the on the on the, on the can. See, I, I take the garbage. I put it over there. You know, I say yeah, this is. And all of a sudden, the next day, I mean, I think I was on the right. The, the next day, I see like one of the neighbors again. They're putting the garbage like they're just throwing like garbage a little bit. And all of a sudden, the lady sees me moving it again. The neighbor lady, whatever it is. She starts screaming at me, you're a robber, how are you touching my garbage with no permission? I was like, well, she was a little bit, uh, you know, not a, I don't know, 100% or not, but I'm just bringing a point. What was the first word? You're a rabbi. If it's wrong, it should be wrong even if I'm not a rabbi. Well, what difference does it make if I'm a rabbi and not a rabbi? Even if another guy did it. What are you screaming? You're a rabbi, you're wrong. You see from that statement what was going on. Automatically, a person, when he's a rabbi, they look at the categorizing, and therefore, what he could do is a stronger effect than a regular regular person. And it's the same thing. It's only rabbi. Imagine a guy, a regular guy. Regular, the, the Jewish people, they're expected of you more than the regular regular people. They automatically know that. So therefore, you can't come in and let's say, for example, uh, into a store, or even sometimes it happens, I know people, what they do, oh, they, they cut off that guy, they cut off that guy, and, and they're wearing a yarmulke, you got to be careful, right? 
Sonora's the guys. <laughs> we know that trick, but but you know what I'm trying to say. But if you have the yarmulke, you you already have to understand you're representing Hashem. You're representing Him, and once you're representing Him, you have to understand. You you have to act the part. You have to act the part. I'm saying you wear. You know, people say, "Oh, I'm never going to wear a yarmulke." No, no, no. That's a point. You the point I'm trying to make, right? A guy walks in. He's he's a nice gentleman. He's coming in. He's what happened to me? I I I told you. I get in my car, I was fixing my car. The guy threw me off, whatever it was, he didn't take care of a few things, fine, there's that. I could have argued back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So, so, so the extra uh, $20, $20, the bill was much more than $20. So the extra $20, you know what? It's not worth it for him to look me bad. Yeah, it is actually. One day, you know, I think that that's no problem. Anything. I'll pay you, kid, you don't trust me. Bring <laughs> a point, you know? Hey, you got to take the 20 bucks. Yeah. All right. What happened? He come down, I come down. Oh, Jewish guy, not bad. No, nice to deal with. You don't want him to have that bad impression of this or that. Or that. That's what the Torah is going out of its way to teach you. If you're on a higher level, you're on a higher this, you're on a that. Act the part the way you are. Don't let the convert come into Judaism and automatically think, oh, I come in and they already stood like this. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a good question. Well, Ty, there's, of course, this is famous and. Everybody knows this by now, or they should know this by now, that it speaks about the Sota and Nazir. Now, Sota, we know what a Sota is. Sota is for a lady, the, the Torah speaks out actually how the husband went ahead and said, listen, gave, gave a warning to his wife, I do not want of witnesses, I do not want you to go alone with a room. Of course, you can't go alone with any... any uh, 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 a girl and a guy can never be alone in a room. That's Yahud, something else. But but he, he signifies and signals out this person. I don't want you to go alone in a room with this person. Now, Nalakha says, Torah speaks out. If she went, she went, she's not allowed to do it, but she went, we could authorize the fact that she could go to the Beta Mikdash. We take the waters from the Kiyot. We write the Parashah of Sota. We erase in the water. One of the things that we erase in the water is the Parashah of Sota with Hashem's name. Hashem's name inside that water. Crossing it out, which we know is one of the biggest Biggest, biggest, you know, you can't just create. But why do we do that? Why do we do that? Because the husband's not comfortable anymore. One of the reasons is the husband's not comfortable anymore. How do I know? How, prove to me, oh, I didn't do anything. Prove to me, I swear you didn't do it. Anyway, I need more of a proof. Now, what do we do? Hashem says, what? Is my name that's going to be written in the, in the, in the water that she's going to drink? Isn't that the biggest proof if she drinks in it? I'm telling you right now. And, and the Torah guarantees, if she did it, uh, action, a physical a relation with person that she wasn't to be alone with, she rose up. And, and the guy, the Zodosha, wherever he is. And now, I don't know, there's a famous story about this all the time, by the way. I'm not sure if you guys know about, about twin sisters. And we said it here once before, how one twin sister actually did uh, have relations. 
But she said, I'm going to outbeat the system, and I'm going to let my twin sister go to bed and drink the water. Because she didn't do anything. It was the twin sister that did. And the twin sister actually drank. And once she drank, right, so she, she was fine. She didn't blow up. And when she went to her sister, 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 I did it. We made it. happen. She gave her a hug and a kiss. And the little water that was left over from her mouth dripped into the girl, her twin sister's mouth, and she blew up. Wow. Yeah. So you can't, you can't beat that same system, by the way. A guy wants to beat the, maybe over here the cops to get PBA cards, you know, the thing. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, I got to hear that call my, uh, this, who, who's Anthony over here? Yeah, he's my Jewish stepfather, you know? <laughs> and I, can work over here, but over here at the end of the day, when I said this, when the Torah says something, you can't beat, you can't beat the brick wall, you know what I'm saying? You cannot do it. But you see a great lesson and a valuable lesson over there, that what, that, through this, you see how much Hashem desires peace in the home. Now, how much that he's willing to take his name off, you know, just have peace and harmony in your home. Some people fight over Shlion, but get up and, and wake up and smell the coffee. There's a famous story about the Gemara, about Rabbi Meir. Now, I don't know if you know, sometimes when husbands get hu- tough, husbands get tough. Uh, if you're married and your husband, the guy can be tough, like, mm, you know. I, and, and, and one of the fellows told his wife, tonight, I'll go sure. So she went to her office and I want you here, you're grounded, you know. I'm relaxed. You're not going to be that tough with our wives, you know. But uh, he said, yo, this guy was being very tough. Now his wife, she snuck out, you know, she went to the shore. She comes back to shore. And now she's trying to open up the door. Door's locked. Yeah, she does the code, you know. I guess, you know, I go to the back. The guy put like the double double lock on the top, and, uh, uh, put the chain you know, on the side. You know, go, let's go to push it. go to the window. The guy put like a bar. You know, put like those, you know, those uh, things that you put for the, the birds, like you get, yeah, yeah, you know, those 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 like those things, you know, what I'm about? those five angles. Oh, I can't even climb over the fence. Anyway, she can't get it. Fine, your husband is. Here's some commotion, some game going on over there. What's going on? What's the story over there? The husband looks out. Yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, just give me another second, second floor window. I can help you. Yeah. As well, listen, bottom line is, I like to come in the house. My house, no? He says, you're not coming in. Who gave the show tonight? Let me here. You're not coming in until you go in the ear and spit in his face. And she's thinking, I, I, I'll not do that. Spit in the rabbi's face. The biggest rabbi of the generation, the Gadol Thor. Imagine going ahead. Listen, you, you ain't coming through this door before you do that. Okay? I'll see you later. You can keep on walking. Keep on walking. And the girl's looking at her. Come on. She doesn't know what to do. Are you serious? She has no place to go. She goes back to the Bemidrash, you know? Now, all of a sudden, in the ear, sees a lady coming back to the Bemidrash. He sees something fishy. He starts figuring out the whole story. What happened with, 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 with other that spit in the rabbi's face? And the ear says, Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Something's in my eye. Quickly, quickly. Somebody, I need, I need someone. Come quickly, 
sit in my life with the liquid. I have to have some saliva in my life. So therefore, this thing can go out of my please, 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 please. And the lady says, she spits. She says seven times she spit. Oh, thank you. You finally got it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the lady walks off. And, uh, and of course, I said, you swear, yeah, I swear, I swear, I swear. Bottom line is, she, he stood hunting down that bitch. She really spit in the, in the rabbi's face. Okay, come in. So, so now, the students go to the rabbi. The students end up going to the rabbi. And they tell the rabbi, they tell the rabbi, uh, how, how could you, how could you disgrace yourself? You're a chacham. You're a, you're a prestigious man. It's a sword for a rabbi. You put it. Come on. Come on, And he answers him like this. He says, look. If Hashem could disgrace his name and erase it in water, I could disgrace somebody spitting in my face as well. Wow. Hey. He's nobody. Some of the guys got to, you know, a person from his life, he's got to get a, a, a little like, okay, it's not to my dignity, and it's not to my standard, and it's not to my honor. Big deal. Okay, okay. And sometimes the person, there's really a lot of things about Shalom Bayek, by the way. This is like, there's things about Shalom Bayek where a person, you cannot do certain things to your husband or to your wife. Like, for example, Victor Miller, he has 10 laws of marriage, 10 commandments of marriage, he says. One of the things I'll give you an example is, you can't just say, you don't do this, I'll divorce right now, give me a kid, get out of here, I'll divorce. You don't do that. First of all, the wife gets scared. Second of all, you know, you keep on saying it. Sometimes, you know what, the guy might say, oh, the heck with it, you know, I'll give you a kid, I'll, I'll give you a kid. And he might really do that. And it goes so far, there's something, did I tell you about a, a Kohen's get? Did I tell you about that one once before, Kohen's get? A Kohen's get, is, get a Kohen, when he gives a get to his wife, they they do it. They fold it up. Get kaful. Get they they fold it up, and then they fold it up again. And they fold. It up. So why are you folding up? By Kohen is different. You know why? Because could be the guy is uh, uh, angry, and now he right to get his wife right away. He gets his way. He can have both. He does a thing, and then we'll, he can never a Kohen can never remarry his wife. A regular guy, if he divorces his wife, it's a mitzvah to take her back after he divorces her. It's a mitzvah. You divorce your wife, you bring her back. Okay. Of course, don't do that because there's no more time to have. Oh, my wife is called a mitzvah. There you go, honey. Okay. Oh, I'll think about getting back. You know, I'll think Don't do that. But, but if a person already is, there's a mitzvah. They bring back his wife that, that, that he divorced. But at the end of the day, when it came to when it came to the Kohen's get, they fold it up like once. They fold it again. Why? Because at least the Kohen let him calm down a little bit. Shway, shway, shway. You know, sometimes the guy gets uh, heated up. You know how it is. I'm sure you know. Hey, 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 guy goes, uh, you go on. All right? Bring it right. Okay, well, we'll see. All right. Of course. The batteries are right there. We have more batteries or no? Sit down. Okay, boys. Let's continue. At least you have that. The batteries over here. Ah, you got what's on Jerus. Yes, it's on Jerus. But you got that point. You got what I'm saying over here with the with the with the with the with the with the. That's the man. That's the man. Okay. Um. Um. You, no. Don't wait. One minute. 
We're going to start a new one now. We're going to start one new one. Stop. Okay. Found it and start a new one. Yeah? All right? Boys. All right, boys. And that was, that was, that was a very, very important lesson that we should all know about that. And, um, there's one, there's great lesson to be learned. It says if a person sees, and this is famous, but there's a lesson to be learned from this that's very, very important. It says if a person sees a sota bekilkula, if a person sees a sota when she, let's say, in her demise, in her, how do you say, in her, how do you say kilkula in English? In her, uh, in her ruins, in, 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 in the ruined state. Anybody who sees a ruined state, what should he do? That's why Sota, you have the whole story of the Sota, how a lady, she went in, in, in a room alone with a person, after the husband said, do not go alone with this guy. And then, she, even if she didn't do anything, she starts to drink the Sota, she has to drink the Sota water to make clean and things like that. You saw the Sota in her uh, destruction, in her Kukula, in her disgustingness. What did you do? Yazir at Right after the Pashab Sota, it says, Nazir, don't drink, don't drink wine, stay away from wine. Now, why is that? Because wine, wine, the person doesn't really think so much. You know, the Rambam says, with a lot, when he gets broken down, the Rambam says that it's worse to be, he writes, it's worse to be in a place with getting, people getting drunk than people, I don't even want to say, but being uh, uh, unclothed and making uh, on the floor, let's say. Right? Because over there, he says, well, what's the difference? He says, because when a person, the understanding to this is very simple. Because when a person is drunk, what separates between us and an and animal? We have our mind. They don't have brains. When a person gets crazy, you know, when a person gets drunk, you, you ever see a guy who's drunk? He, he, he loses his mind. Hey, yo, what's up, my brother? He goes out of whack. Like, he goes to a different zone. And he's out of whack. Yo, what's up? take a picture of your mom and then all of a sudden he wakes up the next morning and he's looking through his selfies like, what? When did I take that picture? You know, I can't believe it. You know? And what happened, you know? The guy lost, he really lost his mind. A guy, he's unclothed. He's telling, listen, well, you don't have clothes on. You see, oh my God, I don't have clothes on. clothes on. You know what I'm saying? He understands, he has a mind, okay? Your know, is not good. Okay, I won't do it. But when a guy loses his mind, he's ready for it. Now, my question to you is, my question to you is, I don't understand. If you have, if you have, uh, and you see her in that, make sure. Why? Because it must have been, she didn't just go ahead and uh, go with another person. Must be she lost her mind a little bit. Maybe she got drunk a little bit. And then once she lost her mind, then she went in and she did maybe something. Maybe. And therefore you saw what was the cause that she did it? Oh, was the cause? Wasn't that? Was the wine? She was at a party. 
had a drinking. How you doing? How's everything? So therefore, because you saw that, we don't want you to get influenced, and therefore separate yourself from one. Good? Everybody got that clear? But the question really is, wait, 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 my question, I'll tell you two questions. First question I had was, I don't understand something. You didn't see her act. You didn't see what she did. You saw what happened after the fact. This is what happened. You don't see the guy. You see the, the, the girl that's being, being uh, a ruined in a sense. I didn't see the act. So why is the Torah going at? Adrabi, you know, you see a big fiducial man? You see, even the fact, the vision and can affect you so much, even if you didn't see the physical act, but you saw the aftermath, it takes, a, it takes effect on you. It takes effect on you. Things that we see in our vision takes effect in our mind. That's why it's very important that we guard our eyes with things we're not supposed to look at. I remember, I'll never forget, well, I hate to bring it up, but there was a bombing when I was in Israel two, back in, uh, a few years back. Rabbi, uh, there was one rabbi, he was in the Machane Yehuda. And when the sons in the party, he was in Machane Yehuda. And Machshuram Zerandi, the Arabs threw a bomb, and he blew himself up, and he was right there, buying halot for Shabbat, and his daughter was supposed to meet, her, meet him in Machane Yehuda. And he heard a bomb. And he saw people. He ran away. But he's supposed to meet his daughter. He's supposed to meet his daughter, so he was scared out of his mind. Everything was done. But there was... He was walking around, and he said he saw body parts. He was looking for his daughter. He was so afraid for his daughter. He said, he said to us, get him to stand for a month. He couldn't eat properly. Like the normal amount of eating, he couldn't eat properly. He couldn't eat properly. He was trying to eat, couldn't eat properly. Why? Because he saw something in his vision that affected his mind so badly. That's why we are living, we always say, in a generation, you know, we see things and you have to really guard your eyes. Why? Because you understand it affects the neshama, it affects this, it affects that. But we have to understand, you know, how oh, now? Now watch my eyes, my grandma, because in a sense, it affects, it goes into the subconscious mind, it goes into the mind, it stays in the mind, and you know what? You don't need that for your life, you know? You don't need that for your life. You don't need things to affect you, and this is a great lesson that we learned. The final, last lesson I'd like to bring out is this. We see this sota in a disgusting man. We see it in a disgusting man. So, if anything, I would learn my lesson from seeing her in a disgusting manner. I don't need any other lesson. I see what happened to the lady. I'm never going to do it again. So why is it? Oh, go out, go out of your way. Don't drink wine. What don't drink wine? I just saw it in a disgusting manner. I'm not going to drink wine. I see her. What happened? I see her punishment. I don't need it. I, I don't need anything more than that. Imagine you see it. You see a fellow. He's getting uh, he, he stole from uh, I don't know from one of the one of the supermarkets, and now all of a sudden they they, they put a big picture on the supermarket. Beware! They can open a little bit. They have a huge picture on the front of the thing. Like instead of putting the sales like eighty nine cents for this, eighty nine two ninety nine for that, they put a huge picture of the guy. Be careful of this guy. He stole from ketchup. <laughs> oh man, you're never gonna go to that to steal, right? Because you realize this guy. You see this guy on the supermarket. Oh, this and everything like that. All oh, uh, this. 
So you say to yourself, my goodness, there's no way I'm going to see him. Right? So I don't need any Oh, now I know. Uh, you won't have shame. Yeah, I don't know. Right? There's no, there's no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. So what do you need to, to say? Oh, yeah, I have to put away from wine for. Yeah, has everybody got the question clear or no? Why does the Torah have to say, oh, now you saw her in, in, in her destruction? Now be careful because what happened? The reason why she got destroyed was because she was drinking too much. Well, must have been because she was drinking too much wine, and that's what led her. So therefore, you learn from her. Don't drink wine. Be an Azir for now, for, for a month at least, whatever it is. I see her in a destruction. I'm going to drink wine now. I'm going to drink wine. I'm going to get that punishment. You know what the answer is? Kids, I give you a story. Give me two stories, quick. It was what everybody knows, the one in the Holocaust during World War II. How you had that one guy, and he came back, and he finally got saved. And he said, they finally, they, they liberate him, and he, he's putting on Celine. He said, I'm not going to put on Celine again. Well, what's wrong with you? They just got him to say, I saw. What did you see? I was in the camps, and I saw there's a Jewish guy over there. If you wanted it to be lean, he would charge you for the bread. And if you didn't give him the bread, you weren't going to get a steady lean. And two, by one, they gave him a half a piece of bread that they had, and they were hardly able to eat. And they gave and they gave it. This is what they did. They made business out of Tefillin. I'm not interested in Tefillin. So Rabbi found out about what this guy is saying. So I said, listen, why are you looking at that way? Look at it the way where each guy, look, look at the good people where they were ready to sacrifice a piece of bread that they were starving for to go out to be lean. Oh, you know, you're right. See, there's always two ways of looking at it. There's a famous, um, famous story about a drunken. There's an awesome story about a guy getting drunk. And the father, the, the father was kept on drinking and drinking and drinking. And his son, you know, he said, Daddy, you keep on getting drunk. Whiskey, scotch, tequila. Daddy, come on, Dad. And, and, and his father wasn't listening. He kept that on. The more you tell him, like, hey, pop that on the bar, Johnny Walker. Ah, you don't know, son, you're missing out. You're missing out. Ah, uh, drink with me. Be a champ. Be a good son. And he doesn't know what to do. Finally, I got the best idea. I got the best idea. They, they, they find a, 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 another guy who also has this crazy problem. Of getting drunk, and uh, and they they thought the son starts analyzing this guy. The guy's getting crazy drunk. Well, he sees every time he gets drunk, this guy, this this guy, the son sees that this guy all of a sudden he wrote he gets so drunk he starts rolling in 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 in, in like in like you know, on the floor and he starts rolling. And one time they say he threw up and he started rolling it. Oh, ah, yeah, I, screaming and and, and it's disgusting. You look at it, it's disgusting. I have a plan. I have a plan. I know where this guy lives. I know he gets drunk every day at 12. I'm going to bring my dad and show him how, how it looks, or how drunk it be, becomes. So now I'm like, come, come, come. So where are we going? I've got a show for you. What show? My man, dad, what do you got? And he sees this guy. His father sees. His son takes the father. And the father sees this guy getting drunk. And the father's looking at this guy getting drunk. And now he gets the drunk so high, crazy. And the guy falls on the floor. He starts rolling 
himself in the in the mud with all his clothes. He starts rolling around the mud and and screaming, "Ah, oh, the man gone crazy!" And it looks like he's nuts. So the father whispers into the drunken ear, and the drunken guy he whispers something, and uh, the son says, "Dad." What'd you whisper? You see how crazy it is to be drunk now? Didn't that teach you a lesson? What'd you whisper into that guy's uh, uh, ear? He says, I whispered, what bottle got you that high? What bottle got him that, that, that drunk? That's what he's whispering. The two ways to look at His son's looking at the guy's in that case. He's running and rolling and punch. The other guy's looking at it. Wow, this bottle that you drank must have been the best bottle. How'd he get a bottle like that? There's two ways of looking at every everything in life. There's two ways of looking at. So you know, some people out there, they might look at the sultan and think, "Oh, it's not so bad. Okay, big deal. Things happen. Big deal." It's no, no, you understand me. It's a very big deal. It's a huge big deal. There's always two outlooks of looking at something. I, I, I was speaking to somebody now, and I was speaking to him about education versus religion. Education was religion. You have two schools. One's a religious school, and one's eh, with education. The religious school also has education. And he's telling me education. I had to go on the phone. I got three rabbis on the phone, by the way. Three ra- every rabbi. Said, Which rabbi do you like? This rabbi. Which rabbi do you like? Said, no problem. I got every rabbi on the phone. And they all told me, you're nuts. You're really nuts. You, you have to say what you're prioritized in life. Your priority is Hashem. That's priority. Your priority is Hashem. And, it, and and therefore, you have to know what the priority is. You look at one side of the corner or this side of the corner. You have to focus on what, what is Hashem. You know what I'm saying? My, my point I'm trying to bring in. There's only two sides of the coin. And therefore, a person could look at it. Look at Esav. Esav, what happened? He comes uh, over... To, um, uh, to his brother, he says, what are you making? I'm making lentil soup. Why are you making lentil soup? Because Abraham died. Abraham died? Oh my goodness. If this Sadiq dies, imagine what else is going to be. I'm going to die. Oh, that's Michelle. Oh, that's it. I'm going to enjoy this world. Let me enjoy the whole world. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Or another way of looking at it is, Abraham died. That means he didn't die forever. He died. And he's going up to Shammayim. And he's going to enjoy his reward and everything that he has. And he's going to come back again in Tzkiatamitim, and he's going to live again another hundred billion years when he comes back. A billion years of eternity. He's not dead. When a guy dies, he doesn't die. His body dies. His soul lives forever. That's the fact. And his bottom line. That's it. So you got to focus on what's the most important thing. So what? What does this not focus on? Oh, my body. I got to feed my body. No, 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 no. My body. My body comes first. You know what I'm saying? I only have a few years. I better keep on uh, doing these things. This, 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 this before this late. Or they have a guy before he gets back. I have one last time. I'm going to get a crazy party right going down now. I'm getting married one last time. Oh, buddy. Oh, you got to say, look, I'm happy. I'm starting a new life. I'm starting a new phase. Oh, let me get the last time it opened in. You don't be like this. That's his son. That's exactly what his son said. Let me, let me get the last time it opened in before I get married. No, that's exactly his son. That's exactly what he wants to do. Let me, let me drink a little bit of it before this. Come on. Think a little bit. You have to take care of what's the rest of our advice. Uh, that, 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 that's how it sounds with that. 
Yeah, Cole didn't look at it like that. He's making lunch with his father. He, how can a person uh, concentrate? One of the biggest to the king, the red, the red, the red, the red, the red, the red, Because he knew he had his brain full on capacity. He had his brain straight, Yaakov. Yaakov understood one thing and one thing only. He didn't really die. His body went down. But his soul is up there. His soul is getting ah, getting pleasure, getting getting the biggest pleasure that you could imagine. And he was Tzadik Abraham. He did everything the best, best way possible. He was like this with Hashem, closer than anybody in the world as close as Abraham to Hashem and Hashem and Abraham. He knew! He knew that when Mashiach comes, after Tzadik Abraham comes, Hashem is going to resurrect the dead. Every, every dead guy who believes in the resurrection of the dead is going to come back alive. He knew Abraham was going to be back. Therefore, he's, like, he's making lentil soup. There's father. Keep with by him. Because that's the way Yaakov looked at it. And that's Hatsunah. That's the way Esav looked at it. So in life, you always have two coins. And therefore, you have to be careful how your brain channels. Your brain has to always channel the right way. Look how much I accomplished in life. Look how much I will accomplish. Things like that. Thing on the positive, on the positive. People sometimes have a negative. Everything, everything they look at negative, 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 negative. Oh, why didn't he come? Why did Look at the positive. Look at the positive. When you look at the positive, you'll see how everything well, Hashem flows in. Hashem's on our side. Hashem loves us. Hashem wants us. And Hashem, we give all the blessings.